Public Radio's LossyTAVShow.com's game. You're listening to The Starting Block. Hey, welcome to The Starting Block for another week. Got myself, Reno, and I'm joined by a man. If he was to join the uh, I'm a Celebrity Get Me Out of Here cast for this season, hmm. he'd probably slot in as second most popular and recognisable. Okay, Captain Damo, how are we, sir? Very good, Greeno. Good evening to you. Good evening to all the boys and girls out there on board the listenership. And, as, and, as, and, as, and of course, and as always, Greeno, the blockheads. In the millions. Tuning in right around the fucking world. Half of which just turned off already and they say it's going to be one of those shows. Boogs is, is, is already struggling, so why it's- bother listening to this? The general rule is bad intro, good show, though. Mm, that's very true. That's very convenient for you to say that, though, considering you do all the intros, Greener. <laughs> yeah, true, true, true. <laughs> so he does every single intro, and it's like, well, you know, after a bad intro, it's like, yeah, no, you say it every week. You'll make a good job. Greeno, can I First do back. Well, yeah. I, I'm going to completely destroy the rundown we have because I want to do an impromptu story time. I like before stories we even... about pinatas. Greeno, it's, it's, it's a little bit of a story. Story time, but it's also a question. I want to ask you, I want to, you know, graze up against your wisdom. I want to pick your brain, Greeno, mm-hmm. see what you think. Yeah. Greeno, why do I buy bourbon pre-mixed drinks in cans? Because here's the thing. Every single time I buy them, right, I'm like in the shop. Now, I normally, if I'm going to drink uh, bourbon, I'm, I'm, I drink Jamison more than bourbon. If I'm going to drink bourbon, I'll drink like a Cougar or something, pretty cheap and nasty. Maybe usually my preferred would be just like a regular Jack Daniels, right? So if I'm gonna if I'm gonna buy bourbon, that's w- where I kind of go. But I'm yep. in, and I'll mix it myself. Got to have Pepsi, Greeno. Big fan of the Pepsi. Are you there? God, we're losing Greeno. Cutting in and out. Okay, you there? I've got you now. I can hear you typing away. <laughs> no, I've got no audio coming out of my can, so I'm just trying to get it back in. Now oh, I'm right. back online. Okay, cool, cool. So, yeah, I could hear you. That was a weird one. I could hear you, like, typing away and, like, the keyboard moving and shit. And I don't trying know. To get the, trying to get the audio back. This is going to be a terrible show. We're putting it out there early. <laughs> well, We've got fucking audio issues. For yeah. some reason, my headphones aren't working today. I heard uh, bourbon and you mix your own. Yes, I would normally mix my own. And if I get a bourbon, it's going to be like a Jack Daniels. And I like to mix it with a Pepsi green. I'm not a Coke fan. Yep. I always Isn't Jack Daniels a whiskey, not a bourbon? I think so, technically. But I just I just call it a bourbon because it's American. You know what I mean? Yeah. So I'm like, ah, oh, well, we'll just put that in the bourbon pile. Um, mm-hmm. Or otherwise, I'll go like something cheap and nasty, like a Cougar bourbon, Greeno, for example. Ooh, that's that's never good. Yeah, but the reason I'm comfortable with Cougar because that's the one that I was drinking when I was a teenager. You know what I mean? I was gonna say because it's in the discount bin. Exactly. And it tastes like fucking it's terrible, but it's cheap. Exactly. So that's yep. what I normally do. So I'm asking you, why would I buy cans of premixed bourbon? Every single time I buy these premixed cans, Greeno. I get indige- indigestion that would make Satan himself, um, you know, and would make his asshole pucker with discomfort. Like, too much gas, mate. Too, too much, much gas. gas. There's more. It's it's more. I swear to God, they say it's like 1.5 standard drinks in those pre cans. Bullshit. Mm. Like you can't even taste the bourbon in it. Mm. Um, you got to you got to do your own mix to begin with because yep. it's a control method. Yeah, you need to have control of your your bourbon to to mix a ratio yeah. and the right amount of ice. You got to have ice in the ice in the glass as well. Yes, and you don't get that in the can. Yes, and it's, it, with the pre mixed cans, you don't you don't usually put them over ice. You just drink them straight mm. from the tin. No, yeah, it's a fucking tin. Just can. crack yeah, it open. Exactly. 
away you go. And it's probably way more sugar. But I don't know why that, but this is why I'm asking you. Like, so if it gives me this fucking frightening, shocking indigestion and the hiccups and shit and it's too gassy and it doesn't mm. taste like bourbon and Coke, why the fuck do I buy it? Uh, raging alcoholism. Raging alcoholism. <laughs> so you don't think it's like convenience or anything? You don't think it's like, ah, oh, I'll just pick them up, even though I know I'm not going to enjoy it at the end of it. I still drink them uh, all. Don't get me wrong. You still that, That's the point. You still drink them. So exactly. I'm putting it back down to the raging alcoholism. Raging alcoholism. Well, I think yeah. that's fair enough. I like stories yeah. <laughs> about pinatas. What do you got for um, us? Well, let's, let's skip the first one, the rundown. We'll come back to it. Hmm. Let's segue into the second one, the rundown. My story time, okay. please. I like stories about pinatas. It's good to be back, by the way. 2021. It is good to be back, man. Yeah. New year. Same old block, but at the same time, good to be back on air. Um, when we've got Stefan Sears messaging me going, hey, man, are you, are you guys actually back today? Mm. Chasing us up for a new new show. Yeah. I'm like, yeah, it's good to be back. It's actually, um, it's, it's been 26 days since our last one. Dead set. Well, I yeah. suppose, yeah, because we finished before Christmas and then yep. last week you were a walking zombie. So yes. we, we skipped last week's show. Exactly. Um, it's good to be back fresh. Um, as fresh as four hours sleep will get you. <laughs> yeah, as fresh as, yeah, fresh enough. We'll call it fresh enough. Not quite fresh. It's like celery um, that's still got a crunchy texture to it, but it bends a little bit before you snap mm. it. You know that? But enough to still a bit of bite in the middle. Just a, just enough to get through. But you'd probably, yeah. it's the kind of celery. This show is basically the celery that you would want to use in a soup. Spot on. Okay. Spot on. Yeah, it's due. A broth, perhaps. <clears throat> yeah. Um, you could probably get away with it in a, uh, what's the what's the cocktail that has the, the tomato juice and the celery stick? Uh, Bloody Mary. Bloody Mary. Yeah. Yeah, you could probably get away with it in a Bloody Mary also. Oh, I'm, I'm going to interrupt I like your story. stories about pinatas. I'm going to open a new I story. I like stories about yeah. pinatas. I'm low-key. I'm a big, big, big Bloody Mary fan. That's one of my dead, drinks. Dead. Yeah, I don't, I don't know how many people are aware of this. But um, it's but it's not something I drink at home. I should like because I love it. But it's something mm. that I'll drink when somebody else is making it for me. Greeno, a bit of effort, bit yeah. of, a bit of effort involved in the mix. Exactly. So you know, like I'm gonna have to start making them because I would normally drink it like say if I was on a cruise or something because they they have yeah. bars that open like for breakfast. So mm. that it is a breakfast drink. It's it's like cold tomato <laughs> soup with pepper and it's spicy as well. Like it's got a little bit of Tabasco yeah. in it, so it fucking it, it's got yeah. some kick to it. It wakes you up. Um, mm-hmm. so the last cruise I was on, I'm I'm fucking I'm like day one, right? Well, the first morning. So we've gone to bed. The first morning, I'm up and fresh because I'm like I'm gonna go hit the fucking Bloody Marys till morning tea, yeah. and then I'll switch over to beer at like mid morning, and then mm-hmm. we get into the cocktails after lunch with lunch and dinner, standard red wine, greener. Got always with the red wine. So I go down to this bar and I'm like, all right, fucking let's go. And I give him my card and I'm like, swipe that shit up. Get me a Bloody Mary. Let's fucking do this. The guy comes back, no fucking celery. No celery. No celery. And I was, I, I said, to, I said, bro, where's the fucking celery? There's like gourmet restaurants yeah. on these cruise ships. Like there's yeah. 45 different restaurants. There's not one fucking sick of celery they can just I go know. borrow. I was fucking mortified. There's a buffet, right? I just there's duck on buffet, over. There's everything. And he, he, apparently, he's like, no, 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 there's no celery on the ship. And I, I said to him, why didn't you tell us this before we left port? Because Why, like, is, I blood, why is the Bloody Mary on the menu yeah. if there's no celery? Because they they decided, oh, we're not going to serve it with celery. We'll give you an olive instead. Now, an olive no, is no, no, fine. No, no. That's hang, an- on, hang on. Hang on. An olive is okay. I don't mind an olive on a, like a martini or something. But an olive is a post-dinner uh, food addition to a drink. No. 
Not a breakfast. Not it's breakfast. Definitely not a breakfast drink. No. What kind of fucking psychopath would eat olives for breakfast, Greeno? <laughs> and this is this is what they Italians. think of us. Italians, definitely. Italians, yeah, but they're fuck. They're on a world of their own. But yeah. I like. I'm like, why didn't you tell us this before we left port? And he kind of looks at me funny, and I'm like, dude, if you had have called me, I could have picked up a couple of bunches of celery on the way. Yeah, you know what I mean? Up. Yeah. BYO, BYO it would, salary. It should would, be on the ticket. That's it. You book it, you're like, you got 14 days. Yeah. Uh, you know, we, we supply the linen, we yeah. supply the drinks. However, BYO celery. Exactly. Because you need the celery, right? It's going to sound stupid to people, but you need the celery because, and it's got to be cold, like fresh it's ice out of cold. the crisp it, it's, yep. it kind of works as like the ice cube, if you will. It's the chilling the element of the drink. It's, yeah, And yeah. the stirrer. Exactly. Yeah. And and it's it's all about texture and taste because the Bloody Mary is like thick and spicy. It's got pepper in it and shit. Mm. You have a sip of that, and then you take a nice big fucking crunchy bite of that cold celery, and you Good mix you up the taste. It's fucking amazing. He yeah. he serves up this fucking cat's piss with a fucking olive <laughs> in it, and I say I said oh, don't fucking worry about. It. Just give me a whiskey. <laughs> So there you go. Well, That's my story. I like stories right, about pinatas. Oh, good. All right. uh, I've reopened my story. Okay, open up. Open I like up stories grounds. about pinatas. So it's it's that time of year, Damon. Normally, uh, in in a few weeks, I'm I'm heading off on a beach holiday. Hmm. Now, uh, with restrictions in Australia and the fact that I already live near a beach, it seems a bit redundant to fucking go on a beach holiday. So right. scrap the beach holiday this year. It's done. Okay. It's dusted. Done. Finished. Wow, the tradition no. comes to an end. It does, but, but this is this what, is the only this is the only fortnight of the year where that fucking pasty physique of yours gets any fucking vitamins from the sun whatsoever. This is going to be devastating. <laughs> you're gonna right. you're gonna be but what, like, what look like a coincide, mummy. What has to coincide with the regular holiday? Mm. Beach bod, Damo. Ah, so you're maintaining the beach bod, but just not going to the beach. To the beach. Now, well, here's the thing, because I haven't jumped on a scale in forever, and. Uh, in since like March when we went into you know Australian lockdown, if you will, mm. um, it's just been beers every day. Beers every day because, because I'm working from home. Every day is like a holiday. Yeah. So when I'm on holiday, got to have beers. Yep. But so for pretty much nine months straight, it's beers every day. Right. So I decided to jump on the scales last week, mm. and I was like, "Ooh, that's uh that's a bit more than what I thought it was going to be." <sighs> nice. To the point. Literally heaviest I've been in my life. Really. So I'm like, yeah, like. So, fair so we're talking around 60 pounds then? There 65 kilo, yeah. 65. Um, no, 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 pounds. So I would I would pounds. put that I would put that at about 30 something kilo in the low nice, 30s. Gary. There or thereabouts. Yeah. Ringing so, wet. Ringing wet. Fully clothed with like denim jeans and a denim vest as well. Pop in about yeah, 40 kicks. Yeah. Um so uh, this way I was like, fuck well, I gotta drop 10 kilo. I'm like, I've got to find a way to drop 10 and I've got to do it quick because right. I'm on holidays in a couple of weeks. I want to be able to still go to the beach, get the board out. Yes. So uh, the beers had to go, Damo. The beers had to go. And so it's, it's back to what it was last year, the rule. No beers, no bread, yeah. no snacks. No and snacks. That's, and a shit ton of exercise and it's a surefire way to drop 10 kilos in three weeks. Is that are you do you do you stand by that? Do you do you, would you die by that? Assert, yeah, assert? I, dropped, I dropped eight kilos in three weeks last year on the exact same diet. See, because I could I could stand to lose a little weight. I've I've gotten a little you know puffy and awkward, a little bit of put around <laughs> the lummox, Greeno. Yeah. Um. So, but the thing is, bread. I I would find it very difficult to give up bread. I'm a I'm a big bread fan, Greeno. It's easy to get suckered in because bread's so accessible for everything and most things you eat. But you just got, basically, I did the uh, the lettuce replacement method. Uh, see, so, but, this, but this is the thing. I would I would 
eat bread like on its own with nothing. Like just, I would buy fresh rolls and just eat the, like if they're fresh baked bread rolls, I would just fucking sit mm. there and pick at it and eat the fresh. That's how much I love bread. There, there's, there's the issue. Yes. <laughs> so, but the problem is, Damo, mm. like, you know, uh, once again, individual alcoholism aside, I needed to do the Uncle Buck method of uh, getting rid of the beers. Okay. So do you remember the movie Uncle Buck? Oh, vaguely. I know John Candy's in it and he's got a car that yeah. always backfires. So Spot on. That's about but, all uh, I remember, he, though. <laughs> he, gets, he gets called in by the, uh, the the sister-in-law to babysit the kids. He's the last option because right. he's, a, he's a shit uncle and he's a bad human being. But they're okay. like, fuck it. We've got no one left to call. We're going to call Buck. Buck comes in and they're having a bit of a chit-chat. They're catching up because they haven't seen each other in a while. Mm-hmm. And she's like, oh, Buck, do you, do you still smoke? He's like, no, no, no. I've had a cigarette in like six months. She's like, oh, very good. He goes, I'm on to cigars now. <laughs> he goes, it's a, it's a five-step method. I go cigarettes, I go cigars, I go pipes, I go, I go rollies, and then eventually I quit. Um, so I, I've incorporated that in the reduction of beer. So now it's gone from beer, beer gone, replaced with, with wines and mojitos. Nice, Gary. <laughs> I'm going to replace Uncle it Buck with method. something far more alcoholic. Yeah, but not not fattening, which right. is the important key factor so, for the beach pod. It's beautiful. I'm losing weight. I'm drunk all the time. I'm a fucking genius. <laughs> and because I'm not eating, immediate buzz. Yeah, and because you're not having to travel, like you don't have to worry about fucking driving or anything. You can you can be mm. fucking buzzed at eight o'clock in the morning before, like just one of those little fucking hip flasks before work. You're not yeah. going into the office. I I yeah. would struggle if everyone was working from home because I think I would be on the cans you know, regularly before 10 a.m. Because nobody well, knows, you know what I mean? It's just like, we'll just fucking hit another can here. Got a couple here, yeah. yeah. I, I snuck in the occasional beer during the workday, just, yeah. you know, well, had a rough morning, but better have one at lunch. Yeah. Um, Crack one open, 9.30 so a.m., just just to get through, <laughs> just to power through that meeting, Greta. Yeah, got, got to get it done. Yeah, so so, good luck method, so man, if, we look at our forward, if we look at our forward projections here, you'll note that 15% of our uh, losses are coming from, <clears throat> yeah, yeah, I'll tell you fucking, I'll tell you something about fucking losses, mate. You don't, <laughs> you don't even fucking know. All right. Uh, Damo, uh, I like stories yeah. about pinatas. Okay. Uh, it's been a fair bit happening since, uh, since we left. Uh, mm. It turns out, uh, people decided, I don't know if you heard this, Damo, mm. um, a bit under the radar, right. but, uh, people decided to storm Congress. Did they really? They did, Damo. And, they? you know, uh, it, it was all over the news and it was a big mm. story. And you know who I, I felt was the true victim of the riots in, in Congress a couple tell, of weeks back? Tell me. Kim Kardashian. Kim Kardashian? <laughs> yeah. Okay. Well, uh, poor, poor Kim, Damo. Poor she, Kim. Uh, she, she separated from her husband. Yes. She was hoping for all the news headlines on the day it was announced. Unfortunately, oh, about right. an hour later, the riots happened. Yes. So she lost all the exposure on headlines she was hoping to attract wow. to bring in the extra Instagram clicks because yeah. no one gave two fucks about Kim getting divorced for the sixth time. That's the true right. victim of the riot, yeah. Damo. You're right, too. I didn't even think of that. Can you imagine Kim Kardashian's publicists, what they were going through that morning, seeing, you know, that mm. footage? Imagine sitting there knowing that it's about to pop off and you haven't yeah. made the I'm breaking up from Kanye announcement yet. You'd be like, it's a well, race no, against I think it, time. I think she just made it. Mm. And then the the riots happen. It's like, oh, that's that's David Hasselhoff, OJ Simpson level timing. <laughs> Wait, what, what did David Hasselhoff have to do with OJ Simpson? He didn't know about this, right? No. So David Hasselhoff had this live pay-per-view that was happening on the Berlin Wall, I think, oh. at the, uh, in Germany, at the exact same time 
It was like a massive thing. It was meant to be a big exposure. Yeah. And just as the pay-per-view went to air is when the OJ Simpson car chase happened and uh, no one watched the pay-per-view. Wow. <laughs> and and that could have been like David Hasselhoff, that could have been his sliding doors moment. Like could have been. He, he could have been on a completely different trajectory by now if it weren't for mm. OJ fucking Simpson. Uh, you know, people people have been saying about the Capitol Hill riots, Greeno, that was all like a setup and, you know, the feds are involved and it's a false flag. You know, these conspiracy theories. The, mm. the best theory that I think, having, you know, now that we know this information, what if the whole Capitol Hill riot and storming of, you know, the Capitol and stuff was all a conspiracy by, you know, one of Kim Kardashian's competitors, Greeno, just to spite her? Because women are bitchy like that. That's fucking next level. You could be onto something there. That is probably more plausible than most of the conspiracy yeah. theories I've heard. Yeah. So you, you could be onto something there. Yeah, because we know, like, you know, the modern world is ruled by the celebrities, of course. So, like, how many of us are just pawns in some sick Kardashian fucking mind game, Greeno? Scary to think about, huh? It's all about... <laughs> Damo, we talked about uh, Corona for a little bit, and it turns out, that you know, uh, even the the sun shines on the dog's ass someday. Yes, where in the middle of a pandemic, some people can still come out of it in a very positive light. Mm. And thank God, Damo, mm. thank God that the people that the pandemic has benefited the most yep. are rich people. Yeah, <laughs> I just I'm very happy nice, for it. Gary. because you know, Greener, uh, we're all in this together. Mm. Yeah, uh, we got the headline here: World's richest people add. Uh, added a combined $1.8 trillion to their wealth in 2020, Greener. Yeah. 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 So all this all this talk of, you know, oh, well, it's a big financial yeah. financial emergency, blah, 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 blah. Yeah. No, it is. Hmm. For the small man, big man, though. <laughs> yeah. Let's just fucking flood the pockets. What's the, um? Uh, is it Bezos at yep. the Amazon? Yep, that's him there Amazon on the screen. Guy. Yep. There he is on screen. Um, he's the guy. He was. He's the guy who was so rich up until like a few weeks ago. I think two weeks ago, because Elon Musk took over the richest man in the world like last week or something. But yeah. up until then, he, uh, Jeff Bezos was the guy who was literally rich enough to divorce his wife, give her half of his money, and still be the richest man on earth. Wow. <laughs> right. That's and level. and after that settlement, and after that settlement, she became the richest woman on earth. Yeah, <laughs> no, no, I'm not joking. Really? So, like, <laughs> good point. Very good point. Well, yeah, technically, wouldn't they be equal? Yeah. Equal for only only for about 15 minutes because he would continue making money and yeah, she would he go still makes money. Spot that's on. Right. She would have gone straight to the uh, handbag and Chihuahua store. Do you reckon uh, she gets alimony? Uh, do they have kids? I'm, I'm not sure they have kids. I don't ah, know. fair call. Fair call. But she gave away a bunch of it to charity, and people were like, you know sucking her proverbial like oh isn't she wonderful she's giving all this money to charity and it's like yeah yeah you know when you become the richest woman on earth by doing nothing other than leaving your husband like not not, not uh, making a dollar of it yeah. yourself yet you're very generous giving this guy's money away to charity yeah. like well done nice, Gary. <laughs> thanks for looking after us thanks for but it's good, um, isn't it? Like we're all in this together, Greeno. So we yeah. shut down like all of the small businesses who have, you know, their businesses leveraged against their fucking homes and their mortgages and shit. We ban mm. them from opening their from opening their doors. We ban people from earning money. We say, no, you've got to have a restriction on your small business. But by the way, uh, that big, huge department chain down the road, they're allowed to continue operating. That's fine. Yeah, yeah, they're, they're fine. They're good to go. They're, your Coles, your Woolworths, they're, they're still good. Screeno. Oh. 
Bunnings, whatever it may be, anything that's owned by multi conglomerates. Well, um, anything that's owned by basically the same two companies. So we we just yeah. named like four different stores there. They're all aimed. Yeah. They're all owned by the same two companies. Yeah, yeah so exactly. West Farmers is a big one, and the Woolworths Group yeah. is a big one. So you know, <laughs> but everybody else, you need to shut because you're otherwise shut you're going to kill all the old people. Nice, Gary. <laughs> Fucking unreal. Yeah, isn't it? Now let's let's look at the other end of the spectrum, Damo, mm. because uh, unfortunately people are doing it tough. We're not all billionaires. We all haven't been able to get divorced from trillionaires either. Yeah. So sometimes you know we've got to we've got to find a way to make ends meet. Mm. Um, and unfortunately, I saw this on the New York Times yesterday. Yeah. That uh, jobless women are now selling nudes on OnlyFans, and as a result, are still struggling to pay their bills. <sighs> I don't want to sound too harsh, Greeno, but I have a theory. If you're you're selling, like, nudes online as, like, a part-time gig and you're still broke, I'm afraid, you know, I'm I'm not trying to be mean or anything, but I'm afraid there's only two possible options here. One, Mm -hmm. you're very bad with money and you should probably have somebody set you up like a, you know, a Britney fucking Spears style arrangement. Or two... You're just not that good looking. <laughs> that's, that's what I was thinking. I, I, I put down, it's got nothing to do with their business savvy. Yeah. One word comes to mind, Damo. Yeah. Uggos. Yeah, Uggos. <laughs> so the Uggos, the Uggos are getting online and they think that they have some fucking, they, they think that they have some entitlement for men to ogle their lady bits. And like, I don't understand why more men are not looking at my only sides of cards. It's like, well, you know, maybe do a little bit of trimming, you know, do a little bit of you gotta put some effort into this, Greeno. It's a it's a it's a heavy marketplace out there. There's a lot of competition. It's a very heavy marketplace. Plenty out there. There are and, there and are tits and vaginas everywhere on the internet. Why what, what sets you apart? Up. Yeah, that's right. I went on the ABC Kids website the other day and was immediately exposed to a drop titty. I can't, I, it's just everywhere. It's everywhere. So you're going to have to do something pretty special, you know, to set yourself apart. So mm. are, are we supposed to go like, oh, sorry, or are we supposed to say, well, you know, capitalism is, you know, all about competition. Maybe put a little yeah. bit more effort in. That's it. Yeah, it, it's it's hard to to feel sorry for the uggos, really. Yeah, like, yeah. I know they're they're struggling, but yeah. but and they're also ugly. Yeah, it's, it's, it's a double-edged sword, right. isn't it? It's very hard to feel sympathy for somebody you're not sexually attracted to. No, <laughs> it really it is. If two people are about to get hit by a train, one of them's a mm. supermodel and the other one's an uggo who can't make money on OnlyFans, you know who you're rescuing. Yeah. It's like, yeah, well, the yeah, world doesn't to... need another ugly person. I'm sorry. Exactly. <laughs> Natural selection, really. Yeah. Um <laughs> Damo, we'll wrap up with a, a final bit of COVID talk. Uh, the the good news is th- this thing, mate. Fucking, mm. I've heard. Lock yeah. it in. Yeah, it's almost over. Mate. It's almost over. Oh, just the, two the more back- weeks to flatten the curve. Just stay two home for one more month. Just wear masks <laughs> for three more months. You just are we still are we still doing this? Okay, two more weeks, guys. All right, hang two in there. But the good news, the PM's come out. He's, he's got look, guys. We've got it covered. We're fucking. We're next in line. Vaccines. Yeah. Next in line. Ah, this will solve. Uh, ev- this will solve everything. <laughs> he's pointed out in, in his uh, press conference last week: eighty thousand vaccines a week yeah. will be delivered to Australian patients. Hey, uh, with a target. <laughs> with a target though of four million by the end of March. Oh, now, Damo, I, I know your maths may not be your strong point. No. But March is only about what. Eight to twelve weeks away. Okay. 
80,000 vaccines times eight, mm. does that equal four million to you? No. No. <laughs> That's our fucking Prime Minister, Damo. <laughs> that is PM Matt. That man is technically in charge of the economy, mm. yet he can't work out that 80,000 vaccines over the course of the next 10 to 12 weeks does not equal four million. Yeah. You might want to revise those targets a little bit. <laughs> Do you like your novelty comedy songs organic, handmade with painstaking care, put into every note? Well, look no further than Irrational Times. Using only the finest instruments to create an experience that your ears will thank you for later, Irrational Times attempts to elevate the whimsy to a desirable level. New songs and sketches every week so check it out. There's a place that we can go to watch old things. All the warm, fuzzy member berries it brings. It's a special little spot tucked away on D-Live. Enjoy the joy of Pessie. And old cartoons We hope to see you over there very soon It's our special little spot Tucked away on D-Live Enjoy the joy of Pessie When we were kids and there wasn't any school We'd sit and watch all the best cartoons Eating cereal until it was noon We never thought that 30 years later It'd still be cool Saturday night and cheesy movies The ones that used to show us boobies It's our special little spot tucked away on D-Live Enjoy the joy of Pessy Enjoy the joy of Pessy Enjoy the joy of Pessy than 3% sport content. It's the starting block on TAVshow.com. Yes, welcome back to the block, ladies and gentlemen, boys and girls. Remember, if you want to keep in touch with us, the preferred method is, of course, at the starting block, Greeno, one word, drop the K at the end. Uh, we're live on Periscope, YouTube, DLive, and I've got news for you, Greeno. Also live tonight on Trovo. Now, do you Trovo, know? there yeah. we go. Yeah. That's the um the travel app, isn't it? No, it's definitely not the travel app. Oh, okay. okay. Nice, Gary. Oh, that's Travago. Yes. There we go. Greeno displaying his wisdom of the internet once again for our very lucky audience, Greeno. No, no, no. Trovo is like another live streaming service, and Trovo is soon to become the place where everybody goes after they've been accused of being a Nazi on the internet. That's what I was going to check with you, Damo. Uh, we're going to have to check in after each segment and reflect back. Make sure we're still allowed to stream. Mm. Uh, 
I'm a bit concerned about our ugly comments may have offended some people. Oh, I'm just sure. um, if anybody would have, if anybody ever listens to this show, I'm sure they'll be offended by something. But lucky for us, they never will. So. No, no one's listening, so we're, we're able to get away with it. That's the beauty. That's why we did the uh, that we did the Eddie Murphy thing just to see how long we could get away with it. Faggots and niggas, niggas and faggots. Faggots and faggots. Eddie's Eddie Murphy, and no one ever <laughs> ever complained because no one's fucking listening. Nobody cares. Or the people that are listening are Vietnamese and can't understand what we're saying. Yeah, but well, um, no, no, and and they love us in Vietnam. You know, massive if, fans of Vietnam. If we ever get, if we ever get, if if anybody ever threatens to like take us off the internet, we will have to say to them, you don't understand. We can't walk down the street and have a conversation in Vietnam. Like you, no. you, you are killing the Vietnamese by taking us off the internet. They fucking That's love it, us it, too it, much. It'd become an international incident. Yeah. If they try to take us it's, off, it's like, do you um, want a, do you want a repeat of the fall of Saigon? Is that what you're hoping yeah. for? You know, women screaming, helicopters fleeing, guns going. Is, is this what you're wanting to cause? Because this is what you will cause if you will remove us. Yeah. We can't yeah, have exactly. That. Yeah. yeah. Okay. <laughs> um, I'll tell you what, what we can do with more demo. What's proper that? news. You know, proper I'm news. sick of this fucking fluff pieces, man. I'm, mm. I'm fucking over it. I'm sick of hearing about stuff that really doesn't matter. I just need. I just need the proper news that can help me uh, survive in this you know, modern-day crazy world. Yeah. The important issues, Damo. Yeah. And um, thank, thankfully, because uh, I, I don't go searching for it anymore. It's it's all fucking it's all bullshit. Mm-hmm. But occasionally, you decided to you decided to send me some stuff. Congrats. This is too important it's for too me important. not to share. Yeah, because like you won't you a, a disservice. Exactly, because you won't listen to me when I talk politics. So, um, no. you know, but if I send you something, it's because you mm-hmm. know that I'm saying, Greeno, this is vital. This is key yeah. information that you need to be across for you, not just you, but for you and your family, Greener. Because exactly. you know I care. I, you know I love you guys dearly, and I care about you. So uh, if if I come across something, I'm like, holy shit! Uh, you know, Greeno needs to know this. He needs yeah, to know exactly. This. It's very important. So, uh, Greeno, during quarantine, Kevin Bacon gave Kyra Sedgwick a bikini wax. Nice. Get wow. Yeah. Wow. Uh, can you hit the hot toss button there as well? Yes, absolutely. New York I don't know Post. if they come much bigger than that, Damo. No, they don't. Uh, have a listen to some of this. Talk about a sticky situation, the article says, Greener. <laughs> <laughs> oh, beautiful. Hey? Beautiful. Yeah. On Tuesday's Jimmy Kimmel Live, wow, hasn't fucking Jimmy Kimmel, uh, Jimmy Kimmel just fucking tumbled from, you know, being good? The man show. The man show. <laughs> yeah. like he, even like, like four or five years ago, he used to be funny. But the, the, Trump, the, the Trump thing is a Jimmy thing. The Jimmy Kimmel Late Show. Yeah. How many people has Trump was made unfunny? You know what I mean? Stephen Colbert. Colbert. Example one. Colbert's the I, heartbreaking I fucking, one. I used to fucking – we used to love Colbert. Yeah. Like the Colbert Report was one of the greatest shows I've ever seen. Right. And I'm not even into politics, but that show was so good. Of I, course. I just enjoyed it. Because his, character, um, his and, character was fantastic. His character, like even – he was funnier pretending to be a Republican than he is as himself making fun of Republicans. Yeah. Right. So his his character, like the on the Colbert Report, was fucking hilarious, and Republicans mm. loved it too. That's the thing. See, and you know, everyone was in on the joke. It was every, good. Everyone was in on the joke. But I do have this sneaking suspicion that Republicans, like, they'll laugh at themselves. They laughed at themselves watching the Colbert Report. Now, can you imagine if Colbert came out and said, "Okay, I'm going to pretend to be like a rabid Democrat now." And now, do yes. you think that he would get the same response from Democrats laughing or knowing what we know about cancel culture and all the rest? Would they be like, um, oh, my God, you're being homophobic. You're being sexist. You're being insensitive. Oh, my God. What the fuck is the problem with you? Like, how many people would go, fuck this shit? You know, you know mm. what I mean? 
I think it's worth. I think it's worth considering. A question for Stefan. Sorry, I don't mean to go off track a little bit. I don't watch any late night TV anymore. Back in the day, there used to be just quality, quality late night TV. Mm. You had your Letterman. I was a massive fan of Craig Ferguson. Yes, he was. He was one of the best. Eh. Oh, Craig Ferguson is one of the best late night shows I've ever seen because he just did his own thing and it was fantastic. Um, Steph, is there actually any good late night shows on anymore? Because Corden's fucking terrible. Uh, Kimmel's terrible. Fallon's terrible. Trevor Noah's fucking Uh, terrible. Trevor Noah's terrible. Uh, who's the other guy? Seth Myers is terrible. They, uh, is oh, he's, any- yeah, he's fucking annoying. He's more than terrible, Seth Myers. He's fucking annoying to watch. Uh, is John, there actually John Oliver's any good fucking terrible. Anymore? I don't like John yeah. Oliver either. He's probably the biggest one, isn't he, John Oliver, though? Uh, well, he doesn't he do late day- night. He does daily show. He does his own kind of thing. Yeah, sort of like that, but it's like a weekly thing. So Right. Um, there's um, there's yeah, another one, Lily Singh Greeno. Have you heard of her? No, I haven't heard of her. So she was a YouTuber who got like a TV. You should you should watch some Lily Singh. She's fucking awful as well. It's good. Just, like just oh, unfunny. Awful. Canned la- no, 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 no. It's awful. Canned laughter and everything. Oh, like, yeah, it's, it's fucking it's, bad. Because never- <laughs> we grew up and, on Letterman, you know, you and I. We loved yeah, we Letterman was my yeah. favorite growing up. Letterman and Conan. Yeah, Conan Conan for me is like a, a, a second to Letterman though. Um, Always there, second to Letterman. If I had to put them in order, I'd go Letterman, I'd go Ferguson, and then I'd go Conan. Yeah, that's my like top three that I've seen over over our time. Yep, that's fair enough. I don't, I don't know if Ferguson had enough seasons to be considered in the same conversation as say Conan, Leno, and Letterman. In Ten years. Yeah, I I don't know. They all did like fucking twenty though. So yeah, twenty thirty. Which is to be fair, but that that that's more the standard. Like Johnny Carson, fucking twenty or thirty years. Yeah. You know? So, but I, I give him credit because he walked away from a paycheck and was just like, "No, nah, man, like I've done all I can do with this format. I'm going to go do something else." So yep. at least he didn't drive it into the ground, a la Jimmy uh, Jimmy Kimmel, Jimmy and Kimmel. just stay around, yeah. stick around too long, yeah. or, <laughs> and interview people about waxing their exactly. celebrity partner's private part. Exactly. So back to Jimmy Kimmel. Back to the price of fish, Greeno. Yeah. Uh, on Tuesday's Jimmy Kimmel Live, Kyra Sedgwick revealed that her husband Kevin Bacon that 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 for starters was funny to me because I I I genuinely this is going to sound terrible. I genuinely thought Kevin Bacon was dead. <laughs> really? Yeah. But no. then I realised it's like, oh no, it was the other fucking dancing weirdo. It was Swayze who died. That's right. So they were both cancer. That's right. So they were both in dancing movies, weren't they? Yeah. So yeah, yeah true. I got the wrong uh, dancing fucking idiot. So Kevin Bacon still Bacon. still the walking around. Flash dance still living as well. Is she really? But just just not famous. No, uh, she she's still there or thereabouts. I think she still does TV. Oh, okay. So it's the dirty dancing one that never went anywhere. Jennifer Grey, no, she got a nose job and then no one recognised her. Yeah, right. <laughs> that was fucking terrible. Nice, I bet it was the case too, like some one person in Hollywood said, you know, you, you should get a fucking nose job. They're doing yeah. amazing things. Like it'll take your career to the next level. She's like, okay. <laughs> next she was recognised because she had a weird nose yeah. and then they just, they just fucked it up by making it normal. Yeah. Um, could we- can we I don't just get it quickly distracted here? Speaking of celebrities, mm. whether they're dead or alive, yeah. what about the Tanya Roberts story? Who the fuck's Tanya Roberts? So Tanya Roberts is a, a chick that used to be in like Charlie's Angels and that oh, 70s yeah. show. Yeah. Girl. And she was announced as dead like fucking five, six months ago. And then a couple of weeks ago, it turns out she's still actually alive. What? And then she died again. <laughs> again? <laughs> yeah. Nice, Gary. She died again. What's going on? 
Tanya actually dead or not, I'm still not, not clear as to whether Tanya Roberts is alive or dead anymore. Um, she got the, she got the Goldblum where, treatment, Greeno. Remember that? When everyone said, yeah. oh, Jeff Goldblum's dead. <laughs> and then, then Jeff came out and was like, oh, hey, man, I'm still here. Yeah. yeah, there you go. So she was pronounced dead like, yeah, three months ago. And then turns out she died in January this year. And I think that's how they realized she was still alive before because they're like, hang on, this chick just died. <laughs> That's that's usually a pretty good indication that someone was a re- was alive previously when you discover they died the, this day today. We've already fucking done the paperwork for this. Just change the date. You're good. I'd like to think somebody just put it in a file and said, "Well, she's all she's not getting any debtor. So what's the difference?" Yeah, exactly. She was also in Sheena, Damo. She was what? Sheena, which was kind of like a, oh, a comic book. Yeah, the, the uh, chick who the rides the lion. He-Man, yeah, the female version of He-Man. He-Man, that's she the was, one. She was Sheena. There you go. There you go. All right. Well, that's and, a nice one. And a couple of very classic films. Hey, we should give uh, Pessy uh, a heads up on a couple of these. Okay. Because there's a movie from 1993 called Sins of Desire, which looks sensational. Sins of Desire. One, now, does it have breasts in it, though? Because Pessy doesn't like showing breasts. Oh, really? Yeah. Mm. Uh, yeah, he only deals with uh, raping, uh, <laughs> raping snowmen. Rape, yes, yeah, snowmen raping small children in their grandfather's home. That's that's what <laughs> that's we watch on Joy. There's another program uh, called Almost Pregnant in 1992. Almost Pregnant. Almost Pregnant. It's an hour and a half comedy directed by Michael Deloise. God. That's got to be good. Sounds like a fucking nightmare, doesn't it? <laughs> it does. Oh, I'm intrigued. 33% on Rotten Tomatoes. There okay. we go. Oh, well, then you should. That that's definitely that definitely sounds more up Pessy's alley. You should let him know. You should get in yeah, touch. It's a comedy too, in 1992. Absolutely. Um, and uh, Karen sent me flaccid in the chat. Yes, of course. Praise the fat horse, Greeno. All praise the fat horse. Praise be yeah. upon Um Back to Kira Sedgwick's uh, Bikini Wax demo. Yes. Okay. So uh, Jimmy Kimmel Live, Kyra Sedgwick revealed that her husband, Kevin Bacon, gave her, quote, an agonizing at-home bikini wax while the couple sheltered in place during the COVID-19 pandemic. I would have thought one of the upsides of being, you know, quarantined in home with your longtime husband is, you know, you can probably let it grow a little bit out. You can let it grow out a little bit. You know, no one's really going to care. You know what I mean? Don't you? I think that's all the more reason to wax down because you're there 24-7. Ah, you think like you need to maintain a certain level of hygiene here during a pandemic. I think so because I think what would normally happen is because these these are celebrity couples. So, you know, Kevin's filming in Canada. She's over in Mongolia doing some pretend charity shit. Mm. And during that time, she can let stuff go. Yes. But then as soon as she's back, she's got to be all presentable for Kev. Right. But it's, so it's also think- possible that she resents Kevin because he only has sex with men and younger men. That's possible. <laughs> Do you think? Do you think? Maybe, the, maybe this is like your stereotypical Hollywood couple. And so she's, mm. she's a raging alcoholic and pill popper and he's a devoted homosexual. Isn't that the way it normally works in Hollywood, Greener? Something like that. Can we, uh, can we check with the sensors whether we're still streaming? Are we still on? That's it. Uh, that's fine. You can say that somebody's uh, homosexual, can't you? Because why? Why would that be a bad thing? Why would that be a bad thing, Kevin? I didn't say it was a bad thing. You're saying it's a bad thing. What are you? What are you? A fucking homophobe, Kevin Bacon? Hmm? You're going to come after me for uh, alleging that you like prefer to have sex with younger men? What are you? Gonna, what are you? What are you? Anti-gay? Fuck you, Kevin. We should be cancelling Kevin Bacon now. Fuck him. Bacon now. Done. Fuck. Uh, we're going kosher. Yes. Exactly. Uh, 
Are we done with that story? I hope so, because that's about as all that's about all I could tolerate. That's all we got. Yeah, excellent. Do you want to do your dating type thing? We'll script that. Uh, we, I don't know, it's up to. Oh no, we should play it because I think it was Stefan that sent it through to us, and so we'll oh, okay. we'll, we'll give Steph a little bit of love. How about? No, 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 no. Wait, it, it's Stefan sent it through. Yeah, you love this. Skipping that. <laughs> You're a fucking <laughs> arsehole. Come on, let's just play it. Let's see, because I haven't even watched it. So let's let's play it. And see <laughs> Nah, Steph loves the segment skipping that. Uh, does he? It's, it's Steph's favourite segment, skipping that. All right, because you wanted it, Steph, skipping that. <laughs> nah, don't do the dating side, Steph. Should we do it? Should we do yeah, it? do it. All right. Are you sure you don't want to skip it? Maybe we'll skip something in segment three. Okay. Just to give just what if, just what, the, what if we skip half step. of the video? <laughs> yeah, we'll skip the second half. We'll start playing. If it gets boring, we'll skip it. We'll skip it. Okay. Uh, he said this through. He said it's some fucking dating app or something, some dating service. Let's have a look. Steph, why don't you send this here, man? Please. Call me 2020. Fucking hell. It's so hacky and cheesy, but kind of funny. So where are you from? Yeah. Oh. Alright, so once again, for our podcast listeners, you've got a lady who's pretending to be 2020. On yep. random date scenarios with uh, the devil. The Prince of Darkness, Satan himself. Prince of Darkness, feeding him strawberries. Mm. They're doing gyms together. Mm. They're watching a movie. She's stealing and toilet paper. Stealing toilet paper. They're, they're just a cute couple, Greeno, I think you're fine. Mm. She's trying to drag him into church and they're having a laugh that he won't go in in front of a dumpster fire. I just don't want this here to Okay, that, not That's bad. Pretty, pretty good stuff. Nice, Gary. All right, uh, Damo, uh, to wrap up the segment, uh, normally we're in full swing for Unity Day. We're yep. in full Unity Day mode at mm. this point of the year now. Mm. Uh, unfortunately, we don't have Alan Jones on our board for Unity Day, so we can't get people into the <laughs> Unity Day activities. <laughs> we can't get that special special treatment for politicians and big business greener. No, we, we can't, Damo. We can't manage to sneak in people that have coronavirus just to fucking play a tennis tournament. Yeah. Um, we, we've unfortunately got to abide by the rules as the little man. So, unfortunately, this year, we had to scrap Unity Day. Oh, and and you know what, Greeno? Um, I would be lying if I said that I wasn't overcome with the amount of mail I've received from disappointed disappointed families, dif- disappointed parents. But, the, you know, the real heartbreakers, Greeno, are the ones that come from the kids. Because yeah. you know they they just they they just look so forward to Unity Day every single year now, you know I still get kids talking about how wonderful it was that first time when they visited Eden Gahar's Garden of Eden Greeno and uh, took a shit into the garden bed and then started tilling the soil, you know, and planting seeds and stuff. What a great time they had! That was like a memorable moment for them. So I feel most people for them. People, yeah, yeah oh, 100%. It's the kids. Because it's, uh, it's all about what, the kids, really, isn't it? That's the next it, generation. It is all about the kids. Kids priority number one. Correct. Uh, but secondly, though, uh, the person I felt bad for was uh, our, our good friend at the show, our Unity Day coordinator, Troy Martin. Troy Martin. Unity Day Troy. Award-winning who, producer, uh, Troy. 
award-winning producer who unfortunately as a result of this pandemic he doesn't work for amazon demo hmm. so his business as unity day coordinator had to shut down hmm. so this left him with way too much spare time on his hands yeah to the point where he felt the need and unfortunately he didn't run a bias beforehand right um so i was a little bit disappointed because i thought we had first contractual obligation when it came to troy i would but assume he's actually set up- i would assume that would be the case um i'm surprised now now is this something that we should bring up with uh, owner and CEO of TAVshow.com, Greeno James R., or at least his subordinate, Dorothy Boyd? Is this something? No, I thought Dana, that would have because, been covered. No, because uh, Troy's contract was done as an independent contractor external to TAVshow.com. Oh, see, we were, we, were te- we were lobbying HQ. We need to get this guy on the books permanently. Like we need because yeah. he's going to get fucking poached if we if we allow it. So, there's uh, look, another breakdown between us. And management greener. This is exactly. this is starting to get but, untenable. It is. But, but the the issue that comes with the demo is that the Troy's gone off on his own and decided to set up his uh, own legitimate business at tgmenterprises.com.au. Tgmenterprises.com.au. Okay. Dot au. Uh, good thing is that he's come on board as a sponsor. Oh, really? Good. Excellent. Nice, Gary. He doesn't know about it yet. But we've brought him on as a sponsor. <laughs> so if you need any cooking needs, any uh, cleaning products, anything in the uh, hospitality, catering, or cleaning business, mm. Troy's now got you covered. Check it out at tgmenterprises.com.au. TGM Enterprises, but on on the, at the same time, to- at the same time, Greeno, uh, don't throw him too much money because he has ruined Unity Day for all the children. Mm. Keep that in mind when you're sending in business. <laughs> It's the J.J. Stoner Spring Collection, the perfect attire for any and every occasion you can think of this season. Like we were in the mosh pit full of sweat and everyone's slapping, hitting, and pulling on you. This shit won't rip. Lunch at your favorite cafe? Brunch with the girls? These stylish ensembles will give you the confidence you need to look and feel your best. Or if you're getting arrested for possession, it comes with a built-in police stick-proof body armor. Keep swinging, pigs! Call now and your order will come with a complimentary ounce of that dankest bubblegum slurricane that the South has to offer. Don't forget the wall tapestry! If you need to cover your wall, it works! Hello, my name is Frozen Asian, and I like to tell you about my show, The Sunday Night Shit Show, every Sunday night at 10 p.m. Eastern Standard Time, along with good conversations and laughing at funny and weird shit we find on the internet. We also have The Hat Cam, where I showcase my myriad of great-looking hats. Here is a testimonial from a great friend of mine who has enjoyed my hats lately. Bye. I hope your next hat is a bullet. Jesus Christ, what are you, fucking Asian Dick Tracy? <laughs> you. Why do you have to ruin my evening? Like, I, I'm just gonna just listen, you know, listen to my bud do their show, and you, get, you gotta, you just gotta do that. Without the hat. So you're not enjoying it? No. <laughs> Dude, Asian uh, come Dick on, Tracy. I really enjoy it. You look no. like you're going undercover <laughs> in, in Argentina, but it's not working. I hate you. <laughs> I hate you. I oh, hate come on, you secretly love it. <laughs> 
No, no, I openly hate it. <laughs> <laughs> and there you have it. Uh, so subscribe to the Sunday Night Shit Show at youtube.com slash Sunday Night Shit Show. And uh, hope to see you there on Sunday nights. Bye. Welcome to The Starting Block. Follow on Twitter at The Starting Block. Drop the K at the end. Find the podcast on iTunes or on TAVshow.com. Yes, back on the block, ladies and gentlemen, boys and girls. Damon, I've had a quick look at uh, Troy's website over there at tgmenterprises.com.au. And uh, under the What We Offer section, Uh, uh, packaging, hospitality supplies, cleaning equipment, and chemicals. Chemicals. Nice. Chems. Right. All right, Troy, fucking hook me up with the chems, bro. Pinatas. Sorry, wrong one. I was so excited. Is this going down a OnlyFans kind of uh, Uh, route? Dark like, web. <laughs> Troy, you need I, to be I Troy. <laughs> Troy, Troy. I know, I know. I'm not trying to tell you how to run your business or anything, but if you're going to be semi- selling chemicals online, you need to be dark webbing it. Son. Nice. <laughs> you need to, you, you need to make sure that you don't put like your name and your contact de- uh, uh, details online, or the, or as the kids in the chems game call them, Greeno, the deets. Yeah. Don't put the deets yeah. online, bro, because otherwise the I man could- is going to be you know knocking on your front door. It. Uh, good news though, he also sells commercial quit- uh, kitchen equipment for uh, cooking, if you will. Right. Just just back to the chems though, Greeno, if I could. Yeah. Um, <laughs> so, you know, because he's from like the Hunter kind of region, right? So he's yeah. in the place where Andrew Johns grew up. So, you know, his standard of chems is going to be like so much better than everybody else's. That's where, and also that's where the packaging comes in. Yeah, <laughs> because because if anybody like, because I reckon there's a possibility that growing up, Andrew Johns probably, like he probably cleaned the Hunter region out of Chems on big weekends. Flat out, Ready? big market. That's why Troy's going. I'm going to get in on the Chem market. Right. So if it, it, like quality control was important, uh, proliferation was important of the marketplace. So well done, TGM.com. Nice, Gary. TGMEnterprises.com.au. TGMEnterprise. Uh, uh, Damo, uh, what was he doing next? Might have a look. Can we talk about the SCG test? It's time to get to the sport. Okay. Um, last week, the SCG test, the fast, Damo. Fast. Fast. We're fucking, we're in the middle of a lockdown in the Sydney fucking region, the northern beaches, if you will, but yeah. it's fucking pretty close to the city. Like the neighbouring uh, suburbs. It's if you probably will. Like, over a bridge. Yeah, like from I reckon from the Spit Bridge, like down Military Road, and then over the bridge, you get on the distributor, and then you head out to Randwick, right? I reckon it's probably yeah. like if there's no traffic, like let's just say you're doing it at night time. I reckon it's probably twenty minutes max to go that minutes, far. Twenty minutes away. Yeah, so now it's not far at all from the cricket ground. Put it that way. Yeah, exactly. Now, Christmas, we were fucking told no more than, what, 10 people allowed, something like that. No more 10 people at your house over Christmas. Right. Yet a week a week later, they're like, oh, fucking 25,000 at the SCG. That's going to be fine, <laughs> That's even fun. though it's 20 minutes nice. from the fucking yeah. right? <laughs> Then they're like, oh, shit, this is looking a bit bad. Let's cut it down to 10,000, but make sure they wear masks except when they eat or drink. Now, you're at the fucking cricket. If you don't have a beer in your hand all day, you're doing it wrong. So there's no fucking mask being worn to begin with. Now, case in point, uh, this weekend is my mum's birthday. 
Ah, happy, happy birthday. Nice, Gary. Happy birthday, Mrs. Greeno. Yeah, now there's limits of five people per household to visit. Is that right? Is so that right? if we want to get together for a fucking family get-together, <laughs> well, between my sister and myself, yeah. well, we can't all be there because that's more than five visitors because we've got kids and shit. Mm. So 10,000 the SCG, all sweet, yet nine people from my family getting together for a birthday catch-up. Yeah. No, 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 no fucking, no go. Sorry, no. can't yeah. do it. Can't do that. That's breaking can't. the rules, Greener. We're trying to keep people safe yeah. here, don't you understand? Yeah. Thank you for Thank keeping you. me. If safe. you have a funeral, the rule is you can't have more than five people at a fucking uh, a wake if it's inside a house. If it's inside yes. a house, <laughs> inside a ten thousand the SCG right next to a fucking hotspot. No, no, sorry, that's that, that's fine. That's good to go. That's that's perfect. Cash time. It's it's funny. Fucking can, ridiculous. If can I interrupt the sports segment just for like a very quick moment because you reminded me of something, and I don't think this is a story. I time. like stories about <clears throat> pinatas. But um, it's would it be fair to say you're not a big watcher of my show, are you? That's okay. Like I, I understand. I wouldn't either I if I were you. Okay, you never watched a full episode. <laughs> this is my best friend in the world. So, sorry, say again. Watched an episode ever. Never watched an episode. You were on an episode for like half of the episode. And that's. No, I wasn't listening. You weren't listening. You were just I, there. I don't know if it was there. I had a mute in the background and I just chimed in intermediately, assuming the show was still going. Right. Okay. That's fair enough. So I want to show you this because I played this on my show uh, not that long ago. And I've got to fucking put it in the right thing. Hang on a minute. Uh, all right. Here we go. So I played this on my show like probably last week. This guy's fucking great. So this is the guy who decides COVID restrictions. Okay, have oh, you? Is this fucking Jimmy? Kimmel? No, is this who? Jimmy Kimmel. Jimmy Giggle. The guy. He used to be a ABC Kids host. He's oh, fucking sensational. I, I think it might be. I didn't know that was his nickname, but I think it might yeah. be. So, all right. It's brilliant. He, if you have you seen this? I've seen this particular one. I've seen the one where he does uh, deciding packaging, oh. um, which is hysterical. Okay. Yeah, let me watch this. Man. This will be good. All right, excellent. All right, here we go. So what's his name? Jimmy Giggle. All right, I didn't know that. Oh, his name's something else, but his character on ABC Kids is Jimmy Giggle. Okay, let's have a look. Okay, so here's one. Um, Can I stay at a caravan park with 200 other caravans? Absolutely, Jason, you can do that. Go for your life. Oh, that's great. Well, well, can a couple of my friends park their caravans in my backyard? And we can have like a mini holiday because of all the border closures. We'll stay local. (laughs) No, Jason. There'll be too many people in your home. 200 caravans is okay, but not a, a few. Okay, that's fine. Um, uh, can I play backyard cricket with my mates in my backyard? How many people, Jason? Um, 16? No, Jason, that's too many. Too many, okay. Uh, well, can I go to the cricket and watch 22 men play cricket with 20,000 supporters watching along? Yes, of course you can do that. <laughs> Don't be stupid, Jason. Don't be stupid. Okay, um, can I go to New South Wales? Yes, you can go to New South Wales whenever you want. Great, or can I leave New South Wales? No, because no one will let you in. (laughs) (laughs) Okay, um, can I book a table of 20 at a restaurant? Yes, Jason, you can absolutely do that. Awesome, fantastic. Can I have a dinner party with 20 people at home? (laughs) No, Jason, that's irresponsible (laughs) and we'll be putting the public health in jeopardy. No. Yeah, of course. Sorry. Um, just a few questions regarding masks. Do I wear a mask in a shopping centre? Yes, Jason. Of 
course you do. Right, but there is a lot of space. You could you could probably s social distance. <laughs> what about a cafe? Oh, you don't have to wear it in a cafe. Don't be stupid. What if I go to the cinema? You must wear a mask in the cinema. It's a matter of public health. What are you stupid? Do you want to infect the whole country in the cinema? You wear a mask. Okay, I, I, I'm sorry. Wait, Jason. Did you order popcorn? Uh, yeah, of course. What, what's a movie without popcorn, hey? <laughs> well, then that's fine. You can eat your popcorn for the whole movie with your mask off. <laughs> <laughs> right, okay, so when I'm eating, um, I don't have to wear a mask. That is correct, Jason. Just... So do I have to wear a mask on a plane? Yes. But if I'm eating? No. In a gym? Yes, Jason. If I'm exerting myself? No. So all of the places I have to wear a mask, if I'm eating, it's fine. You must be safe at all times, Jason. Unless you're eating, because people have to eat and drinking. You don't have to wear a mask if you're having a drink. <laughs> so you never wear a mask for What did you say, Jason? Nothing. Uh, what about at a concert? A human nature concert? Well, Jason, you have to sit down in your seat. It's just fucking and relentless. No dancing. Unless you want it to dance in your seat. The then you can dance. Exactly. Oh, okay. So, so I can sing along to the tunes from my seat as well? No, Jason. There'll be no singing. No singing. That spreads germs, Jason. Oh, okay. Uh, what about the guys on stage? Of course they're singing, Jason. They're singers, you idiot. <laughs> okay. Because um, it's very noisy at a concert like that, can I yell loudly to, to my friends? Don't see a problem. With that at all, Jason. Right, so no singing, but yelling loudly is fine. Okay, right. Um, Would there be anything else, Jason? Oh, one more thing. Um, just if you're sick, what do you do if you're feeling a bit sick? Jason, Jason, Jason. If you have any symptoms at all, you stay at home. You don't go to work. And you don't leave your house. But you also need to go and get a test. And you only have four hours with lots of other people trying to get a test. Coughing, yeah. spluttering in the queue. <laughs> Do that. It's a matter of public health, Jason. So good. I'm going home. Goodbye. That's so well. fucking good. That's so, so spot on. No, we, we, we had a conversation on, on Christmas Day because in the lead of Christmas, like my wife was worried going, look, fucking, these are the rules. We can't do this. And I'm like, no, man, the rules don't make any fucking sense. Exactly. Like, I'm, for nine months, man, I've been fucking abiding by the rules. And then the more I look in the rules, the more I'm like, this is fucking stupid. Yep. And I think, like, you talked about this on your show back in, like, fucking May, man, yep. where you were saying, depending on the scenario, the same amount of people can either can both not hang out in the same place, but can. Yep. And that's what happened at Christmas, right? Because we had uh, the, the restriction well, was not allowed more. I don't want I don't interrupt, but can I just yeah. like so the example I always fall, I fall back on is um where they said, okay, you're not allowed to travel a certain amount of distance to go on holidays. Yeah. So if you've got an empty literally, if you've got an empty holiday house in the country, your yeah. household, which is allowed to be together anyway, is not allowed to go and travel to that holiday house. However, yeah. You were allowed to travel if you were visiting somebody else. So yep. if the house is empty, you're banned from going to it. If the house <laughs> has another family in it, you're fine. You, you're sweet. Yep. You can go. That, that's, go. That's how, and that's just one example. Like there's dozens of them. And th that's the scary thing about this video. Everything he said, it's fucking true. Like it's these so are the rules. Man. Like it's not, Wait, it's, the, not it's not satire. He's, it's, he's just telling you what the rules fact. are. Well, I'll give you the Christmas Day example. So we went, we go to like my father-in-law's place and he lives by himself, right? Yep. But all the family goes to his place because, you know, he's always hosted. Yeah. Now, based on the original rules that were going to be put in place, we had, I think it was like 12 people that were going to go to his house. Right. Which, But, but this, that's 12 guests going to his house. But the cap was 10 people. Right. So, so you're three over. we can't over. go to his house. We're three over, right? Right. 
However, if we decided to hold the exact same Christmas function at my sister's place, sister-in-law's place, mm-hmm. because she's got five of those 12, the exact same amount of people were allowed to go to the exact same to her house because technically there was only eight guests, but there were still the exact same 13 people that would have been the other person. One was against the rules. One was inside the rules. So that's why I said, I'm like, fuck the rules, man. They make no sense. I don't care. (laughs) Exactly. I've had a couple of, I've got a couple of friends who have the whole way been like, oh no, it's good. Like the lockdown rule, it makes sense. Like shit, like fucking trust the science and stuff. Yeah. Oh no, you got to go with the fucking science. I'm like, there's nothing scientific about this. All yep. you have to do is just compare one set of rules to the other. So I've sent that video to a few of them, and people are like, oh, yeah, I guess it's resonating with people. I'm like, no, no, it's not resonating. It's what you said, the exact same thing that I said. I said it just exposes the stupidity of it all. That's that's yeah. what – it's not about resonating. It's not an opinion, right? It's like, no, no. It's, it's just a fact of lack yeah. of logic and things contradicting each other. Yep, and they can't take him off, like, you know, the internet because he's not sitting there going, oh, it's all a hoax, it's a conspiracy theory. He's not doing any of that. He's just telling you yeah. what their rules are, you know what I mean? Nice, Gary! It's like, fucking eat shit. We've been telling you for nine months that this is fucking retarded, what you're doing. And because you say, like, these rules are retarded and you're destroying people's lives now, this is the problem, right? Fucking people are going broke. They're losing their homes and stuff because of the fuck around that's been to business and shit. We've thrown like way more debt on taxpayers. Like, but you're pretending like anytime anybody says, hey, these rules are fucking garbage. This is a dog's breakfast. You've yeah. now created this thing where everybody goes, oh, what? You, I guess you think it's all a hoax. Why don't you trust the science? Do you want everybody to die? You know, it's like fucking shut up and just think about it for a second. Yeah, just apply logic to the situation. Exactly. Like- um, Jimmy Giggle made a good point in that fucking video though, because over Christmas, like my whole family, like, like my wife actually couldn't go to any Christmas function because she had to, had a cold, so yep. she had to stay at home. Yep. And then she passed it then on to me, and I was fucking sick as a dog in bed for like four days. It's just a head cold, right? But I get a head cold pretty bad. Nothing mm. to, like it, I'm just used to it. It takes me four or five days to recover. Yep. I, I kind of lay in bed for four days and then I'm good to go again. And everyone's like, oh, you got to go get tested. got to get tested. I'm like, I'm so fucking sick. <laughs> Every if I time. go out and stand in a fucking line, yeah. like, I'm more likely to make people sick. Exactly. The less likely I am to make other people sick, it's me to fucking stay till I'm okay yeah. and then go outside again. I know. And that's like the insulting part. It's like you're being lectured to by fucking retards now. No. Because <laughs> you're like, you'll explain you gotta to them. you got to get out. I'm like, I'm fucking sick, man. I'm exactly. I'm going to I watched the like the final five seasons of House of Cards. It was sensational, it but I'm not going to go outside and fucking sneeze on people. Oh, I love how you said too the five seasons of House of Cards because nice, that's accurate. Because the sixth season is fucking dog shit. Don't go anywhere near it because there's no Ooh. Frank. There's no Frank Underwood. Well, that's it's rubbish. That's I, I I'd only watched up to season three, so I'm like I got to watch the. I don't I didn't know how it all kind of panned out. Yeah. So I end up watching seasons like yeah three through to six. Right. And I was like. What the hell happened as the season went on? Like, Whoa. it definitely fucking chucked the shark Whoa, towards the back end. So you remember he he um he either left or he got sacked from the show because he the allegations, the, the sexual allegations. But the way they just wrote him off, like it was yeah. it was like okay, well this is fine. But what the hell? Like right. it just it didn't make any sense. And the problem is Kevin Spacey was always one of my fucking favorite actors, as I'm sure he was for a lot of people. 
And is it, after, again, you got to be able to disassociate someone from being a fucking terrible human yes. and their ability to fucking perform. Yes, like, so, I because after, him as an actor and going, he's an amazing actor, but at the same time, he's still a fucking terrible human. You know what I mean? Right. But I challenge anyone to watch fucking season six of House of Cards and then come back and tell me that they won't tolerate a little bit of rape in order to get the best actor for the best nice, role. Nice, Gary! You know what I mean? Do you think that's fair? Right away. And be like, <laughs> you know what? Let's let him do, like, three kids for the year. And then, like, if that's enough, like, Kevin, if you want to keep making this show, we're going to have to reduce the, the number of rapes. Yeah. Like, just, just enough to make it socially acceptable. You We're know? going to cut it back a little bit. Yeah. How much <laughs> are you willing to sacrifice? You watch season six of House of Cards, come back and tell me that you wouldn't be okay with it if they put Frank Underwood back in that show. Because that fucking, that destroyed that show, taking him out of it. So just watch up. To, if you've never seen House of Cards, you should watch it because it is a brilliant show. It's an amazing show, yeah. Um, But just watch up to the end of season five. It'll still make sense to you. If you watch to the end of season five and end it like at the season finale of number five, that is actually far better than watching season six. I know it sounds weird, but trust me. Yeah. End it there, and it'll still be. It'll still you'll still have closure because remember at the end of season five he was like, "I'm resigning from the presidency," and then that's that it. Mastered my own thing, and then like, and it's left your imagination as to what exactly you know, manipulation Frank's going to wield out there in the corporate world. Correct, and you can still end it there, and she becomes the president because she's the vice president. He becomes yeah. like a fucking big dick on Wall Street or whatever it is, and you can end it there, and you can be like, "Holy shit, the Underwoods took over the world." Done. I did, yeah. He's dealing with corporate. She's running. She's the fucking president. They yep. they roll everything. Yep. Um, End it there. And but, if you haven't seen it, we've just completely spoiled it for you. So there you go. No, nice, There's no spoilers. It's like, <laughs> it's like me telling you the end of the sixth sense. Like, you know, yeah. it's fucking, he sees dead people. He's the ghost. It's fine. Um, <laughs> Damo, we're going to skip the BBL scheduling genius because who cares? Yeah. Um, but Powerful. I need to touch on this. I need to touch on this one, Damo. Right. This is one of my favorites. Bring in 2021. Yes. We've got. The first ever puppies in the yard work, Damo. Nice, Gary. You fantastic. The babies or woof, woof, wah, as we refer to it. Now, this is a flat for new listeners. No one's fucking new that's listening. I think it's Monica and Steph. <laughs> You're fucking do the backstory. Be, anyway, be easy in the chat as well, although I think he's already he's dipped out. Yeah, he was. Yeah. I think he's uh, like, fuck this. I'm out of here. <laughs> that's it. We even fucking plug Troy's business. He's not even in the chat. <laughs> <laughs> So, uh, puppies and the babies normally, you know, fluff pieces about uh, footy players or anyone who normally is footy players because they normally fuck up and then they got to put some fluff pieces in to make them look like decent humans. Yes. So, this one I saw earlier in the week and it was from uh, a, a site called Footy Smiles, right? Footy Smiles. Said, uh, I like that. <laughs> that's, a, that's a lovely Nice, Gary. Footy Smiles. Uh, Three smiles. Manly hooker Manish Fanu wanted to give back to his local community, so recently he's been knocking on doors in Manly and asking elderly people if they'd like their lawns mowed. In, in Berkeley, it's a lovely gesture and shows what kind of kid he really is. Okay, keep that, keep that, keep that quote in mind, Damo. It's a lovely gesture and shows what kind of kid he really is. And I'm like, why do I fucking recognise this dude's name? And then I'm like, hang on a sec, let's ha- let's Google him. Flashback. Step back in time, Damo. Can you just step back in time for me? Absolutely. I can step back in time as soon as I find where it is on the stupid board. There we go. (laughs) 
about one year ago, Damo, when this story was released, Manly hooker Manish Fanu has been granted bail and will be released from custody as he answers charges relating to a stabbing of a man at a church dance, Damo. <laughs> Fanu spent the last two weeks at a Park Lee Correctional Facility after allegedly stabbing a 24-year-old man in the back, in the back, Damo. <laughs> at in church. Water, in Watergrove last month. This dude stabbed a dude in the back in church. I think the, that's a bit closer to the kind of man he really is, Damo. And, and Wattle Grove, fucking close to home, your old home anyway, huh? That is literally fucking two-minute walk, that church. <laughs> from my, uh, from my old house. Um, but, you know, the puppy's in the yard work, Damo. It's all good now. Puppy's he's in fucking, the yard work. He's going, woof, woof, woof. Nice, Speaking of fuck-ups, Damo, mm. let's. Mitchell Pierce, I don't know if you saw this while we're off. Just just incidentally on the puppies in the yard work, I was thinking too, like, sorry to go back, I should have said it before, but I was just thinking too, like, um, don't, isn't like volunteering to do yard work in the city, isn't that also something that prisoners do? Nice. Yay! Community service, name, I believe. Yeah, community service, so, you know, knocking on, on people's doors. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> knocking on people's doors. You're Is he wearing an orange jumpsuit while he's doing this? That oh, no, that's, that's me overall. Genius. I got to tweet footy smiles and confirm whether this is actually community service. Community service, Greedo. That's fantastic. Uh, He's such a good guy for fulfilling his requirement yeah. to repay his debt to society, Greedo. So he didn't face jail time, but he's got to go mow old people's lawns. But we'll do it as a fluff piece instead. Yeah. <laughs> With a positive That's spin on it. That would be genius. Kind of guy he is. Um, Mitchell Pierce, Damo, I don't know if you saw this earlier, or I think it was last week, earlier last week, where uh, poor Mitch, he's, he's at a, he has a rough trot when it comes to fucking up. Because we remember a couple of years ago. State of Origin uh, camp. Seeing, uh, not say, it was State of Origin camp, but it was, it was pre-season actually, where he was uh, dry-rooting a dog. Oh, um, yeah. I, do you remember the one with like all the crownies at the airport? All well, the crownies well? at the airport. Like getting tanked, well. getting pissed up before he was getting on planes and shit. On yeah, the reg. Hold on. Yeah. Now th- this week and, and well, last week, unfortunately, um, and he was caught out uh, just before his wedding, hmm. sexting a staff member at at the Knights Club. Nice. Nice, Gary. Now his, his fiance, soon bride to be, was like found out about this, cancelled their wedding. Oh. So then this comes out in the media, and you lose like, that fucking deposit too when you cancel. Yeah, that close the thing, especially now you're only allowed six people in the fucking church. He's a, he's a, <laughs> he's a fourth star though; they can get ten k in there this week. Yeah. Um, so he got the fucking the, the, the fucking the, the politicians will be invited to it. They'll, they'll have their own fucking table at this guy's wedding. Spot on. <laughs> so he, he got busted fucking around on on his missus. And wedding got called off, got stripped of the nice captaincy because it's a bad look for the club. Right. Um, and then he had to come out and do the stock standard. I don't know. Public. I don't know. Getting stripped of the Knights captaincy might, you know, he it might be a bad look for the club. I reckon hiring Mitchell Pierce is a bad look for the club. Now, he had to do the stock standard apology demo. Uh, Are we going to come up with a segment for apologies or something? Yeah, we do. Uh, have, we've got a fucking segment for apologies. I don't really care about this, but I've got to say it for media fucking shit. Yeah. We actually mean it when we do the sorry book. That's different. Yeah. Uh, <laughs> Maybe we need to get Mitchell Pierce on the backhoe, put a shovel in his hand and get him, you know, fixing up the back garden, Greener. 
kind of dude he really is. Uh, but he, he apologized for trying to get his dick wet before his wedding. And he said in his fucking uh, statement, though, he's taking steps to address his issues. Uh, now, what fucking good. issues? What steps are you taking to not try he's and? Uh, he's firing. He's firing all of the young, attractive women from whichever job they occupy exactly. around him. This is something that normally happens with addicts and whatnot. Like I'm taking steps to address these issues. No, no, no. Steps, what issues, mate? Steps. Like I'm you still, just... I'm still going to be, I'm still going to be texting like next week. But I'm home. I'm aiming to cut down. So yeah, I'm taking steps to address it. Yeah. I'm texting fucking staff members when I'm a week away from my wedding. What steps are those exactly, yeah. Mitch? Well, Take your fucking phone. So what we're going to, so the steps we're taking is I'm going to set a new date. And then I'm going to text yeah. just with less frequency before the next wedding. So I'm hopeful that, Spot. you know, wedding four or five may actually, that may actually be the one. We're taking steps to address yeah. it, Karina. Exactly. <laughs> nice, um, one of our One of our favourites uh, in the, the F1 circles for many years mm. is one Martin Brundle. Yes. Um, no jokes here. Yeah, Martin Brundle was, uh, announced he's joining the Motorsport Hall of Fame. Um, really? As a commentator? Yeah, as a commentator, uh, as for arts and commentary and, and kind of ran through his career. So as a commentator, he, he's made the yeah. Motorsport Hall of Fame. You know what? And like, think- I don't even – usually those Hall of Fames are pretty contentious. I don't think anybody would have a problem. Martin Brundle is, like, low-key because Formula One is – it's a huge sport, but it's also a bit of a niche sport. And, you know, mm. Americans don't really watch it because they got the IndyCars. So Formula One is, like, European, right? It's more European-based. Yeah. So uh, I reckon he's one of the best pro- sports commentators there is right now. I think, you know, Definitely I think that's a fair he's thing. He's been in the combox for, what, 25 years now? Yeah. He's been a quarter of a century at, at the pinnacle of your sport as a commentator. Yep. No doubt. He's up there. Like, you've got Murray Walker's number one. Yeah. Yeah. And then after that, I'm thinking, like, the voice of F1, Martin Brundle. Yeah. Um, it's a shame because Brundle, Brundle's like, he's like, because uh, Martin Tyler had, not Martin Tyler, fucking pardon me. Uh, the F1 commentator, God, I've just had a mind blank. Murray Walker. Murray Walker. So Murray Walker had a couple of number twos. Remember, Eddie Irvine was one for a while. Uh, David Coulthard was one for a while. Yeah, James Hunt was yes, was James Hunt. For a so, so Martin Brundle is like one of those. He's like a former driver who does, you know, interjects and does comments and he talks about like what oh, the drivers oh, yeah. are experiencing and shit and like, you know, their psychology and stuff. The... Um, Murray Walker guy, I feel sorry for him because he's quite good as well. But the problem is anybody who was coming after Murray Walker is just like, it will never be regarded as a good one. You know what I mean? No, Murray's just the pinnacle. He's the pinnacle. So if you come after him, like he's, but the current guy, like I can't even fucking think of his name. Can you? No, I can't. Right? But but he's really good as well. He's really, he's a really good race caller. James, James something? Oh God, I can't remember. I got a mind blank. Yeah, but that's my but point. Yeah, that's that's my point, right? You know? No, no, no. Yeah. No, it's not Daryl Eastlake, B.A. Daryl Eastlake. <laughs> Big Daz. Big Dazza. Fuck yeah. Oh, oh, oh. 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 <laughs> oh. <laughs> but, uh, if there's ever a time to bring out his talk show demo, now's the time. Now's the time. So we, um, you know, we had this love for Martin Brundle. Years ago, when we were doing the radio show at Two G Left, Greener, and we decided no, this was well before radio Two G Left. This really? was just us watching F One, just like <laughs> like in year two thousand and one. Correct. So we, <laughs> up we, in the middle of the night, drunk, and just going, 
Yeah, that would be a great idea. Fucking if Martin Brundle had a talk show. Talk show. So, so to get him like, because he get him further out there, get him more into the mainstream, Greeno. Get him outside of the Formula One yeah, bubble. That's right. Yeah, like Martin, we're only trying to help your career here. We're trying to make you the next big superstar. So we had an idea where Martin Brundle would host, like you know, kind of set up like a late night talk show. He'd bring guests out, and you know, he would talk about their life and their experience. It was more Doctor Phil. More Doctor Phil. Phil. Like yeah, he'd help them with their problems and stuff. So yeah, and every problem could relate back to Formula One in some way. You know, like uh, so he would help them with their problems, and we would call this program Greeno Brundle of Love. Nice, Gary. The Brundle can't of talk Love. That. No, that's, that's a name. That's right. I mean, it could still happen. Maybe once when he retires from Formula One commentary, he might pick it up, Greeno. Move on to Greener Pastures, i.e. Brundle of Love. Um, Damo, quick hot stove action. Mm. Uh, and then we're going to talk about your Houston Rockets before we wrap up. Okay. Uh, so uh, I'm not going to waste my time fucking talking about the heat of the stove. It's been five weeks. So the, the stove's just simmering. Yeah. But we'll go through what's happened. Uh, fucking massive trade in relation to the Cubs and the Padres. Padres are all in this year. Mm-hmm. They've never won a World Series. They've only been in uh, one World Series in their life, and they lost it. Wow. They, but aren't they, aren't they like a consistent playoff getter, though? Like they get to playoffs no, a lot? They've no. only made the playoffs once in the last 12 years. Oh, wow. Okay. I thought yeah. they were a good team for some reason. No, Padres are shit, yeah. except for now that they're doing all right. Um, but they've, they've got a young team together. They've signed a bunch of superstars, and they just traded for Hugh Darvish, who's one of the best pitchers in the league, and Victor Carantini, the catcher, and yeah. they traded away a bunch of prospects. So they're going then they're the going all in like, this is the yeah. year, let's fucking do this it this year. This is the year, we're fucking yeah. going all in. Okay. Uh, Blake Trinan scored, uh, signed a $17.5 million contract for two years with the Dodgers. Uh, the, oh, the Mets fucking – the Mets have got a new owner, right? So they've got a, a, a guy – what the hell is his name? I really should know this. <laughs> anyway, they got rid of some shit owners. They got a new owner in. He's a fucking mad rich dude. And they're like, we're all in now. So they signed one of the best shortstops in the league, if not the best shortstop in Francisco Lindor and uh, Carlos Carrasco. They traded for them by getting away a bunch of prospects. Mm-hmm. So they're looking good. The Nationals signed Kyle Schwarber. Uh, but fucking big Australian news that got no media attention whatsoever the White Sox signed Australian Liam Hendricks to a three-year deal for $54 million guaranteed, nice, which is actually, it's actually an all-time record for average annual value of a contract for a relief pitcher. So this wow. Australian guy has, has fucking just broken an MLB record and not one ounce of media coverage yeah, is on and, about and, it. And with that one contract, doesn't he like instantly become the highest paid Australian sportsman? Like, wouldn't that be? F- uh, I think no, he would be, yeah, because he would have overtaken Ben Simmons. Yeah, so maybe some golfers might be slightly ahead of him, but he, he's pretty fucking close. Yeah, who, I think who it good him. is is Day still a good golfer? And um, Day still makes plenty of cash. Adam, Adam Scott, Scott still makes plenty of cash. Yeah, right. Okay. Um, but straight out sport cash, I think. Yeah, you're probably right there, Liam Hendricks with uh, oh, Ricardo, Ricardo, Ricardo would Daniel be on Ricardo. a fucking good coin, I reckon. Yeah, he would be actually. Yeah. Um, but he's definitely top five. So well done, Liam Hendricks. Fun. Well done. Right. This is a dude who's nice, like, he's thirty three years of age. Yep. And it's taken him a while to kind of. He's been. Yeah, I think he's been DFA, which means sacked from the teams pretty much. Like delisted. Yeah, five times over the course of his career. Oh, would it, would it be would it be delisted free agent? DFA? Yeah, pretty much. So basically, okay. we don't want you anymore. Go and find another team. Right. Five times it happened to him in the majors. <laughs> and then in the last two years, he's turned his career around yeah, right. and become the best relief pitcher in, in MLB. Just no one like, talks about it. And like, do, do we know how he did that? Like, was it just a change in training method, a change in mentality? What was it? 
Yeah. Uh, he always had the stuff. I think it was just a change in attitude. He just yeah. said, I'm just going to fucking give it a, like, just not be scared and just fucking go after the pitches. And I think it was just change of strategy. Pitches, um, pitches are a funny one because like, it's kind of like fast bowlers. Like, see, you'd think like a 21 year old fast bowler in cricket would be at the top of his game. Cause it's all about power and explosion yeah. and energy and stuff. But it's not true. Like the, the, the best years of a fast bowler, I tend to think are like 28, 29, 30, 31. I reckon that's about yeah, like their fucking right. sweet spot. And the, yeah. the, the greats, like say Glenn McGrath, because he was his technique and stuff. He was, he was the best, best in the world ever, at like 37. He was still going yeah, exactly. strong. So but he was also the best in the world at 24 as well. He was right. just that good. Yeah. 15 years at the top, like unbeatable. But, um, the pitchers are a bit like that as well. So maybe he's just like, by the time he comes to 30 and 31, he knows his game. He knows his technique. Yeah. He knows it inside out. And he's just like, okay, that, now he's in his fucking prime. And it's like, especially with relief pitchers, because it's, it's such a short power yeah, game. Bursts. That yeah. it, sometimes it takes, it does take you to your, your late twenties, early thirties to be at your peak. And relievers are historically known to be able to go into their late thirties, still perform really well. So yeah. Well, didn't, um, didn't, example, Canseco, though, didn't Canseco pitch till he was like 46 or something. He had drugs and shit though too, didn't he? He's a hitter though. Oh no! Well, who was the, who's the guy? Clemens. Clemens. Clemens, that's the one. Fuck. Clemens was forty-two, but he was yeah. juiced up. But he was a superstar to begin with, right? Um, but Liam Hendricks, another example of the A's. A signed him for fucking nothing, and he's turned into the best reliever yeah. in the MLB. That's what they the do. That's what they do, open. though, isn't it? They're just the best at that. So they they'll, they'll sell him. They'll sell him next year for like fucking five times as much, and have to do it all over again. You know, well, they didn't. They couldn't re-sign him. He's a free agent. He just signed fifty-four oh, million dollars. Right. Oh right, fuck. Yeah. Nice, Gary. Byers signed with the Astros for two years. Archie Bradley signed with Philly for one year, and the Giants signed Alex Wood for one year at three million dollars. Now that's the hot stove done, Damo. Let's mm. quickly talk MLB because MLB or NBA. Oh, NBA. Sorry, yep. fuck man. It's been a long week. <laughs> uh, I'm feeling I'm, I've had I've had a sh- I've had a really shitty show. Nice, I know. I just want to apologise to you and the audience, my brain, because I was I was telling Greeno before the show I've had like two hours sleep today, and it's just like uh, it was, but you know we're here, we're doing it, we're rolling, it's fucking flying. No regrets, Greeno. No regrets. It's all good, and we haven't offended anyone yet, so we're doing all right. All right. Um, the the Houston Rockets traded James Harden and got a fucking haul back. Now. This is a dude who, who basically came out, slagged off his team a day before he was traded. Yep. Showed up um, preseason, fucking massively overweight and late. Um, had to go into lockdown because he'd spent fucking uh, the weeks before. He obviously, the he obviously wanted to. He obviously he wanted, wanted to leave, so he's fucking yeah, it up on purpose. You know, hundred percent. But the, uh, so I was like, well, they've got no bargaining chips here. They end up getting like five first round picks over the next six years in return. Yeah. For James Harden, Houston are fucking set for the future. They're going to yeah. get draft, draft pick for the next four or five years. They've got double draft picks no matter what they do. Yeah. Um, I, and know, they I know they're set for the future. I know they're set for the future, but, man, I really wanted to, uh, James to win one at Houston. Nah, fuck him, man. He's, he's, such been, a, he's such a good player, though. Um, yeah, but he's not a good team player. He's a good individual player. Well, okay, yeah, but that's the thing. Like, he's not a good team player because for most of his career, Houston's been fucking rubbish. Like, he's been sec- he's been single-handedly dragging them into the playoffs most years. So Yeah, pretty much. You know, not, like, not good enough. Yeah, top scorer they gave in the league system. sometimes. They brought, in, they brought in Chris Paul to, to help him out. They brought in a bunch of pieces to Westbrook. try and get him over the line. Westbrook last year, once they traded Chris Paul, yep. um, he had plenty of fucking – he had some help, but – 
you know, it, it takes a bit more than that. And uh, Houston are just chokers. Are- maybe, maybe this, yeah, maybe this is like the new future. You, you do have to like look forward. It's like Jeremy Cameron leaving the Giants. You know what I mean? Mm. It's like, well, you know, we're still looking pretty good. So fucking, all right, see you later. Thanks for the years of service. Now fucking don't let the door hit you on the way out. You know, fucking look to the future. You know. So you're right about that, but yeah, it is. I don't know. As a, I don't know. As a Rockets fan, it's it's still fucking. It's a bit, it's a bit raw, you know. <laughs> You're never going to win the title with him there. So yeah. you know, well, it's you can say that now. Happen. You can say that now. But fuck, we we had some good years. Like I oh, thought yeah. last year. I thought last year was going to be the year. And when they crashed out the yeah. way they did to the Lakers, I was like, oh, fuck this. You know, here oh, we I go again. Last was going to be their year where they, yeah, it was uh, Chris Paul and him. And I'm like, oh, this is their chance. But it uh, didn't, didn't come through. Didn't happen. Oh, well, what do you do? Well, good. You trade right, him, that's our show for trade this him week, out. <laughs> that's it. Yeah. <laughs> that's it. We got any plugs? Uh, yeah, follow Greeno at the starting block when we drop the K at the end. Follow myself at Boogie Bumper. I'll be back, uh, <clears throat> pardon me, 6 p.m. tonight, Greeno. Uh, don't forget as well, B.E., uh, The Earth Reporter, Karen Sent Me Flaccid, Granny Sears, and everyone else. And good times. We'll see you next week. Michelle, bye. Bye. We'll always be bosom buddies, friends, sisters, and pals. We'll always be bosom buddies If life should reject you, there's me to protect you If I say that your tongue is vicious If I call you uncouth It's simply that Who else but a bosom buddy Will sit down and tell you the truth Patriots, this is your favorite Southerner, Doc Martin. Just wanted to remind you to put on your calendars to join me and your favorite near-to-wheel Yankee, Bill D'Angelo, on Saturday nights, beginning with Promises Kept at 8 p.m. Eastern Time, followed by the Speakeasy with all of your favorite Patriots. You never know what we might cuss and discuss. That's right, Doc Martin. This is everybody's favorite Yankee, Phil D'Angelo speaking. And on Saturday night, we could have Kimmy, wise censor, affectionately known as Electrolux, the original grandma, UK Neil, Rusty, and his famous sound test show, Coffee Talk with Sandra, Earth Citizen, Stefan, the infamous Grandma Sears, Mac Daddy may even make a show up, or virtually anyone else in the world for some irrelevant fun. Yankee, you mean some irreverent fun. So be sure to join us on Twitch, Periscope, DLive, or YouTube. That's right, Doc. Follow us at Winning TV on all of those channels. So be sure and put it on your calendar. We'll be looking for you. We'll leave the porch light on. I still think it's irrelevant fun. But why are you fumbling for coins when you'll have a heavy bag? <laughs> You're listening to The Starting Block on TAVshow.com.